Welcome from the Las Vegas Convention Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are at the EMS World Expo, the largest EMS event in North America, where over 5,300 EMS professionals come from over 44 countries to unleash their potential. This is EMS World Presents Stories from the Expo, an archive of the 2017 EMS World Expo. Uh, my name is Kevin Colopy. I am on the EMS World Editorial Advisory Board and I work for Emergency Transport Services at New Hanover Regional Medical Center. I have three presentations tomorrow and two presentations on Friday. Now I've got five different subjects. Um, one on drifting from safety standards and how it's human nature to drift from, from what we set as expectations. It's a cultural problem we need to take on headfirst and really address that it's human nature to make mistakes and that we are all going to have error in medicine. We are all going to have error in our practices and how we perform. And we really, as a system, as, in, as a profession, need to look at how we manage those errors and put safety nets in place. For example, um, most states require shoulder straps, if you have them available on your stretcher, that they have to be used on your patients. But if they're always folded in the back, they're always getting in the way, they're always in the way of your electrodes, in the way of patient care. So over time, people keep unbuckling and moving them out of the way. So if you've unbuckled them and moved them out of the way, 10 patients in a row, what's probably going to happen on the 11th? Just not going to put them on. Nothing happens. Twelfth patient, just not going to put them on because, well, nothing happened last time. And over time, you've developed a your practices. Now, I just don't put them on because there are never any consequences from not putting them on. And it's easier for my medicine that we never put them on. So we've now drifted from the standard, from the rule, because in the first few times, nothing negative happened. And now we've jeopardized safety. And then eventually, we're going to have an accident. The patient's going to roll, they're going to bend forward, and those straps needed to be there. So it's human nature that that occurred, but what can we do to manage it? Now picture there are things that are safety rules that we would never do that 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago in pre-hospital care were the accepted standards. They were okay. They were fact. You used to be allowed to smoke in ambulances. Today, anyone getting trained wouldn't even dream about it. But I have crew members and, and team members that used to be able to do that. 15 years ago, we were still sticking needles in the bench seats. And I see you shaking your head and you're making faces and I wish people could see that, but it's like no one today would ever even think about it. It's not in your worldview of pre-hospital care. But take a 25-year medic, imagine the first few years we said, no, you can't do that anymore. How hard is that to give up of this was my world, this was my fact. It wasn't we think we thought, it was this was my fact. And now you're telling me I'm wrong. And they're going to take it personally when you're not really saying, dude, not, it's not you that's wrong. It's the system has changed. We've learned better. And here's why and we really have to look at how we're educating and explaining those changes in safety culture to new providers. Uh, one of the things I do with my staff every year who come is I challenge them to bring something back from Expo. So that may be new continuing education that we need to offer to our team, new protocols, new procedures. Um, we are changing all of the structures that we use in our ambulances because of the uh, self-loading systems we found here at Expo. Uh, we got a chance to play with them. We had six of us that got to get on, sit on the stretchers, look at them. And you know, it's easy to say it's, they're very expensive, can't do it. But we have 40 ambulances in our fleet, and we're going to outfit every single one of them with it because we see the value in protecting our patients and our team members. Uh, there's all sorts of great education. I just listened to a lecture by Sean Kivlian this morning on how syncope can kill. 
and some of the non-cardiac deadly uh, causes of syncopal episodes. And I'm going to use that to go back into my classroom to share some of those key ideas with my with my team members and my students in my paramedic class. That's something already today, just one lecture in that I'm going to go back and change what I'm teaching to my staff. I love it. This is my seventh or eighth year in a row I've been coming here. I'm fortunate. I'm usually been invited back to speak most years. Um, but even if I wasn't, I'd be back here in a heartbeat. I have 15 team members here with us this year at the conference. Um, we had another national conference this week, and we were able to kind of shift our priorities and bring in some additional staff here just because we see the value and the quality of the education here. You know, there's 15 rows of vendors and supporters looking to share their information. Uh, it's, in, it's an incredible learning opportunity. You get people from around the world. There's 37 research abstracts out there for people to look at. You don't get that anywhere else in pre-hospital medicine. There's critical care conferences that are psyched when they get eight research abstracts to show. And they've got in the 30s, you know, that's nuts. Um, to get all of that content, that information, that research, all in one place, there's nowhere else in the world like it.